Coffee of the Sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zay, collectively known as SoCal Uncensored or SCU. This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot. My name's Tom. I am your host. Today is Sunday, June the 27th, 2021. Show's going out a little bit late this weekend. It's also a little bit abbreviated just because, yeah, it's been a busy week. So it is what it is. But uh, as always, thanks to everybody for watching, listening, and subscribing on YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, Make sure you check out the website, catchhookshoot.com, for everything relating to the show. Check out our social media pages on all platforms. You can find the show at Catch Hook Shoot. Head to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Catch Hook Shoot for all your t-shirt needs. In addition to all the uh, the cool merch that you will find on the CatchHookShoot.com uh, merchandise page. And if you want to find all that plus a whole lot more, check out our link tree, which is Linktree slash Catch Hook Shoot. Um, yeah, if you're normally watching uh, the show on YouTube, you see we're uh, audio only this week. Again, you know, just been a busy week, time constraints, it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, just uh, just audio this week. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. So, uh, yeah, starting off the show, unfortunately, again, on a little bit of a sad note uh, this past week, Melissa Coates, better known to wrestling fans as Super Genie, the manager of Sabu, uh, passed away this week at the age of 50. Uh, She had been, I guess, having some health issues. Cause of death has not been released to my knowledge yet. At least I have not seen it. But uh, she recently had to have uh, a leg amputation done, and, you know, so obviously she was having some uh, some health issues. But, uh, yeah, Melissa Coates passed away this week at the age of 50, so uh, rest in peace to her. So let's get into our uh, normal goings-on here, starting things off like we always do with the Match of the Week. So this week's Match of the Week comes from AEW Saturday Night Dynamite this week, uh, taking place just yesterday, and it was the main event, the World Championship match between Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy. Uh, Jungle Boy has definitely solidified himself as the future of AEW. This match was just absolutely amazing, uh, to to put it mildly. Uh, If you have not seen this one, definitely go back and check it out. Jungle Jungle Boy is going to be World Champion at some point. I mean, uh, Kenny Omega did retain in this match, and it was a straight-up match. You know, I mean, there was some outside shenanigans with the Good Brothers, but, uh, you know, the rest of uh, Jurassic Express, Marco Stunt, uh, Luchasaurus, and even Frankie Kazarian got involved to keep uh, keep it out of the ring, so it, you know, stayed a straight-up fair one-on-one match. Uh, and Kenny Omega did get the victory with the One-Winged Angel, as always, but uh, Jungle Boy did work out of the one-winged angel a couple of times. One time reversing it into a poison rana, which was a really cool spot. So, again, if you have not checked this match out yet, make sure to go back and check it out. Kenny Omega defending the AEW World Championship against Jungle Boy from this past Saturday. So let's keep rolling right along into the next segment here, which is my top three highlights of the week, and that is called the three count. Number one up on the three count again from AEW Dynamite last night. Uh, we saw a face-to-face between Tully Blanchard and Conan. Uh, and this, you know, stemming from the rivalry of Santana and Ortiz uh, against FTR. Uh, very cool spot. Conan just magic on the microphone as always. And seeing him and Tully go back and forth talking about their respective teams. And then uh, Conan was apparently bringing out Santana and Ortiz, coming out, you know, masked and everything like that, kind of like when they made their debut. But it turned out to be a swerve. It was actually FTR. Santana and Ortiz had been beaten down and left laying in the back. And uh, Conan then caught a beat down in the middle of the ring from FTR and Tully Blanchard. And, uh, yeah, just a really cool, very old-school type uh, type promo in the ring. And, uh, you know, it kind of makes me wonder, because we didn't see any involvement from the Pinnacle or the Inner Circle in this. Uh, it was just FTR and Santana and Ortiz, and then, of course, Conan and Tully. So I, I, I'm wondering if maybe they're not, not leaving the factions, but kind of 
you know, splitting off maybe, just kind of doing doing their own thing because these are arguably two of the best tag teams in the world right now, and you know they they really don't need any outside help or anything. You know, I'm hoping this is not the last time we're going to see Conan in AEW with Santana and Ortiz. I think it'd be pretty cool to see him in their corner again, like we did back in uh, in Impact. So we'll have to wait and see how this is all going to play out. Number two on the three count, Edge has returned to WWE. He made his return on SmackDown this past Friday, uh, attacking Roman Reigns at the end of the show and basically demanding his one-on-one championship match that he uh, really never got because the WrestleMania match was a triple threat with Daniel Bryan. So, uh, And that match was made for Money in the Bank coming up in a few weeks. So, uh, yeah, we saw the return of Edge. He got the, uh, the upper hand on Roman. So, uh, yeah, we're going to see a universal title match between Edge and Roman Reigns. And number three on the three count, uh, I wouldn't exactly call this a highlight, but uh, yeah, more releases by WWE. And, you know, this brings the total just for this year, and it's only June, WWE has released 44 wrestlers. That's just wrestlers. We're not talking about, you know, backstage people or office people, just wrestlers, 44. That's a whole freaking roster. You know, you could build an entire company with that many wrestlers and WWE just, you know, letting them go. And, you know, I get it. The roster is stacked. They ha- they have more talent than they can use is the bottom line. And they're saying budget cuts. Well, yeah, when you have a hundred plus people on your roster, you know, with an average, I- I'm speculating here, average six figure contract between those hundred plus people, you know, your, your payroll is huge. So, you know, they're, they're calling it budget cuts. Who am I to argue? Whatever. But just the fact that they have 44 people that they can just let go like that tells you that they have been hoarding talent for quite a while. So, uh, you know, hopefully all these people that have gotten released, they're going to they're gonna land somewhere. I mean, these are talented wrestlers. Somebody's going to pick them up, whether it's Impact, Ring of Honor, AEW, MLW, whatever. You know, New Japan, who knows? But, uh, you know, I have no doubt we're going to see a majority of these uh, the wrestlers that have been released by WWE show up somewhere at some time. So uh, let's get into news and rumors and results for the week, uh, starting off with Hell in the Cell from last week on the the, uh, the pre-show match. Natalia defeated Mandy Rose, and this is just kind of extending the rivalry between Natty and Tamina against Mandy and Dana Brooke. Uh, pretty sure Mandy and Dana are going to get those uh, women's tag titles at some point. Although, you know, with WWE keeps releasing people, they're not going to have too many people, uh, especially on the women's side, left to contend for those championships. Um, Bianca Belair did retain her championship versus Bailey in a Hell in a Cell match, which was a damn good match. That's a, that's another one I definitely recommend going back to check out. Seth Rollins surprisingly got a victory over Cesaro. I really expected Cesaro to win this match, but... Uh, yeah, Seth did manage to, to pull out the surprise victory in that one. Alexa Bliss got the victory over Shayna Baszler in uh, what I'd call an interesting match, if nothing else. Uh, Sami Zayn, another kind of kind of a surprise, got a win over Kevin Owens. I know I had picked Owens to win in that one, and then uh, Owens basically said he was taking you know taking some time away, but then I guess he's going to be back on SmackDown next week in a, a Money in the Bank qualifier. I, who knows? But, uh, yeah, Sami Zayn did get the win over Kevin Owens. Uh, Charlotte defeated Rhea Ripley, but it was by disqualification, so Rhea did retain her championship, which led to a rematch being signed between Rhea and Charlotte for Money in the Bank. And then the main event, Lashley retained the WWE Championship against Drew McIntyre, so McIntyre now cannot challenge for the WWE Championship as long as Lashley is champion. So I'm curious to see where uh, where they're going to go with Drew McIntyre from here. Uh, let's get into some Raw and SmackDown stuff here. Um, Karrion Cross and Bronson Reed both made appearances on WWE Main Event this week. Karrion Cross got a win over Shelton Benjamin, and Bronson Reed got a win over Drew Gulak. Now, of course, these are the two top champions in NXT, so obviously they're being given a look to uh, potentially move to the main roster. So, uh, you know, if you see if you see Cross dropping the NXT title or Reed dropping the North American title anytime soon, I think it's a safe bet that they'll be on Raw or SmackDown sooner rather than later. Uh, a lot of people were complaining because Cross didn't get his normal 
kind of theatrical entrance that he does that he does in NXT. Uh, Scarlet did not come to the ring with him, but you know th- this is basically like a tryout match. I mean, you know he he came out with the NXT Championship. He was not acknowledged as the NXT Champion. You know, but he didn't get the whole big entrance with the lights and the smoke and and Scarlet and all that stuff. But uh, I, I wouldn't have expected it's on main event. Let, let's be honest. How many people watch main event? You know, it's only on Hulu. I personally don't have Hulu, so I don't see main event. I just, you know, caught the, the highlights. What was uh, what was online? So uh, him not getting his full entrance to me is not that big of a deal. He picked up a victory over Shelton Benjamin on a main roster show. That That's kind of the point here. Uh, same thing with Bronson Reed. He got a victory over Drew Gulak, who's no uh, no slouch in the ring either. So, you know, keep, keep an eye on Karrion Cross and Bronson Reed. We may be seeing them on Raw or SmackDown pretty soon. Uh, on uh, the Raw side, we had some qualifying matches for the uh, men's and women's Money in the Bank. Um, Ricochet defeated AJ Styles to qualify. Asuka and Naomi got a tag team victory over Eva and... and Dewdrop. I, I hate even saying that name. It's Piper Niven. But uh, so, yeah, Asuka and Naomi both qualified. John Morrison got a victory over Randy Orton to qualify. Uh, Nikki Cross in her new superhero type gimmick teaming with Alexa Bliss, which just seemed odd in and of itself, you know, aside from the, the new gimmick for Nikki Cross, uh, her and Alexa teaming with the history that they've got. Uh, but anyway, they got a win over Shayna and Nia to qualify for the women's money in the bank. Uh, Matt Riddle defeated Drew McIntyre to qualify. A little bit of a uh, an upset victory there. Uh, Big E defeated Apollo Crews. Now, this was not for the Intercontinental title. It was a qualifying match for the, uh, the money in the bank. Uh, I think I might have said King of the Ring earlier. I don't. It doesn't matter. It's Money in the Bank. Um, Carmella was uh, automatically put into the match by uh, Sonya Deville because Carmella won the first two Women's Money in the Banks, and then Liv Morgan got a victory over Carmella to qualify herself for the Money in the Bank. So, uh, and I'm sure we'll have some more qualifying matches coming up this week. Uh, like I said, we found out that Rhea and Charlotte are going to have a rematch at Money in the Bank. Kofi Kingston has challenged Bobby Lashley for a title match at Money in the Bank, and Lashley accepted. And uh, Lashley then proceeded to decimate Xavier Woods in a Hell in the Cell match on Monday Night Raw. Um, and, you know, just uh, basically holding Woods in the hurt lock at the end of the match, making Kofi watch from the outside, obviously unable to get into the ring. And, and you know... <laughs> I got to make mention of this. Vince Russo was saying how stupid this looked because, well, why wasn't Kofi trying to climb in? Why wasn't he trying to get in? It's hell in a cell, dumbass. There's a top on the cage. Jesus, God. <laughs> Russo just needs to stop talking about wrestling. He really does because every time he opens his mouth, he makes himself look like a bigger moron, which I always think is impossible, and then he always proves me wrong. But anyway, uh, moving on to NXT, we've finally seen the debut of the Diamond Mine, which we've been seeing vignettes for for several weeks. And uh, Diamond, the Diamond Mine consists of Roderick Strong coming back after he uh, apparently had quit NXT after the breakup of Undisputed Era. But it is uh, Roderick Strong, Tyler Rust, Hideki Suzuki, and Malcolm Bivens as their manager. So pretty interesting little faction there. And they uh, they made their debut after the uh, the main event match, which was Kyle O'Reilly versus Kushida. Another amazing freaking match between these two guys definitely go back and check that out and just another quick note from uh from nxt we've been seeing these other vignettes of a uh, like a charging battery and uh, i think the last one showed it was up to 51 percent and probably leading i would think to the great american bash which is this coming week on nxt to some type of debut or return of, of somebody who's injured one uh, speculation was possibly tegan knox coming back from her injury so we'll have to wait and see, but uh, yeah, we'll have to see what this uh, this whole battery thing is all about. Then on uh, SmackDown, like I said, we saw the return of Edge attacking Roman Reigns uh, and demanding his Universal Championship match, which he was granted at uh, the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, and that did not set too well with Seth Rollins, as we saw on Talking Smack. Um, you know, basically having having a fit there at the uh, at the table with Pat McAfee, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, uh, so that that's, I'm pretty sure, leading to a rivalry with Rollins and Edge. Uh, look look for Rollins to in, get involved in some way or another in that Universal Championship match at, uh, at Money in the Bank. Moving on to some AEW news. We already talked about the promo in the ring between Conan and Tully Blanchard. Just a, a fantastic angle that they uh, they shot with these two guys. 
And then uh, we saw afterwards, we saw a brawl between the Inner Circle and Pinnacle, and we found out Sammy Sammy Guevara and MJF are going to be having a match this coming week on uh, on Dynamite, which that that is definitely an early contender for match of the week. I got to tell you, uh, Ethan Page after his victory uh, put down a challenge to Darby Allen for a coffin match. So. Uh, yeah, and I, I don't see Darby turning that one down, and that's going to be for July the 7th. So that should be uh, a very interesting match. Uh, then we saw uh, TH2 and The Blade take out Orange Cassidy uh, at uh, uh, at one point during the show. And then at the uh, the end of the show, Kenny Omega retained versus Jungle Boy. As I said, uh, looked like after the match, Kenny Omega was going to attack Jungle Boy with the championship. Christian Cage came out and made the save. Then we saw an appearance from Matt Hardy and Private Party uh, went in, put uh, put a beat down on on Christian, um, and then uh, you know save was made from there. Uh, or actually, we saw the Young Bucks come out too. Then we saw the save was made by Eddie Kingston and Pentagon, and uh, you know to end the show. But uh, yeah, Omega and Jungle Boy definitely checked that match out. It, it was just uh, match of the week. What can I tell you? It was a damn good match. Uh, some impact news. Apparently, Tommy Dreamer now is a consultant slash advisor to Scott Demore since uh, uh, Don Callis no longer an EVP with Impact, both in storyline and in reality. Don Callis no longer an Impact executive, and we're seeing even more kind of dissension between Rachel Ellering and Jordan Grace. They had kind of a face-to-face in-ring promo. Uh, Rachel more or less sounded sounded like she was you know trying to apologize to Jordan. Jordan just not. Uh, you know, kind of getting in Rachel's face every time she mentioned Tennille's name, uh, you know, because Rachel kept saying, well, Tennille's getting in Jordan's head and things like that. And uh, Jazz came out to kind of play peacemaker between the two of them. Jordan said she needs time to think and ended up leaving the ring. And then, of course, Tennille came down with uh, Caleb with a K and, uh, you know, still trying to persuade Rachel over to her side, uh, which Rachel Ellering, you know, flat out told her no several times. And then, uh, yeah, put a little bit of a beating on her, so that was a pretty pretty interesting spot, but I'd say this is long from over, and, you know, I've been saying I think Jordan's going to be the one to turn heel. I'm not so sure now after seeing this uh, this in-ring promo between her and Rachel. I, I'm, I mean, somebody's going to turn heel. It's going to happen. I, I was pushing for it to be Jordan Grace. I think <clears throat> I'd, I'd really love to see Jordan Grace as a heel, but now I'm not 100% sure. You know, just kind of the way that uh, Rachel Ellering was talking um, not, you know, not really being like flippant or condescending or anything, but just, I don't know. It's just the feeling that I got. Maybe Rachel's the one turning heel, but somebody's turning heel here. <clears throat> uh, some MLW news. Their draft continued this week. Uh, they picked up EJ, the judge Nduka, I believe is how you say his last name, N-D-U-K-A, formerly known as Ezra Judge in the WWE. He was part of the, uh, the releases on May 19th. So he uh, he has signed with MLW and he uh, he will make his debut at their Battle Riot event and I mean I'm, this is a guy I'm kind of surprised WWE let go I mean he's six foot eight two hundred ninety pounds huge guy right up you know definitely a WWE look to this guy but uh, yeah MLW's picked him up so we'll see what he can do in the Battle Riot coming up in uh, in July some ROH news the survival of the fittest final has been set it will be Flamita versus Brian Johnson versus Eli Isom versus Chris Dickinson versus Bandito versus Rhett Titus and the winner of this will get a world championship match uh, New Japan we have new junior heavyweight tag team champions Taiji Ishimori and El Fantasmo picked up the win and the championships against Rapongi 3K and in the NWA, Mickey James has announced she will be wrestling at the NWA 73rd anniversary event coming up on August the 29th. So uh, now this doesn't necessarily mean she's under contract to the NWA as a wrestler, but she will be wrestling at that event. Uh, she has said she will not be wrestling at the all-women's pay-per-view that she is producing because she just, you know, she's not going to book herself in a match. You know, she's producing the event, so and that's that. But she will be wrestling at the NWA 73rd anniversary show. And a little bit of miscellaneous news, <clears throat> uh, rumors going around that, uh, um, which this rumor is always going around, that Brock Lesnar is in talks to return to the WWE. And with all these releases happening lately, you know, a lot of people are speculating, well, that's why the releases are happening, so they can pay Brock's ridiculous salary that they always pay him for his handful of appearances. But, uh, 
Yeah, that uh, that is the rumor that Brock Lesnar will be returning, most likely for SummerSlam. I'll get into that uh, a little bit more here in a couple of minutes. And that uh, that information is per uh, Fightful and, and Sean Ross Sapp over there. Uh, but the releases that happened just this week from WWE, uh, they released the Bollywood Boys, Marina Shafir, who is the wife of Roderick Strong, Arturo Huas, Kurt Stallion, Killian Dane, who is the husband of Nikki Cross, and again, kind of kind of a surprise there. Tyler Breeze, big surprise. I mean, he's been in NXT forever. Uh, August Gray, Fandango, another one that's been around for a long time. Arya Davari, Tony Nese, Tino Sabatelli, and Everrise. So 205 Live has pretty much been decimated. I'm wondering if that if 205 Live is just going to be canceled. You know, because I mean, Tony Nese, Arya Davari, August Gray, uh, and Everrise, and Kurt Stallion too. And the Bollywood Boys. That that's your 205 Live roster for the most part. So I, I, I'm seriously questioning the future of 205 Live, unless they're just going to use some of the newer talent that they've recently signed. So we'll uh, have to wait and see on that one. So uh, that's going to do it for news and rumors and results and all that kind of stuff for the week. So right now I'm going to throw it over to Charlie G, and he's here with your indie cut. Thank you, Tom, and hey to wrestling friends. I am Charlie G with this week's Saki Indie Cut. Uh, we begin with Friday, June 18th, and Unsanctioned Pro 12, if you know, we you know, uh, from Columbus, Ohio. I talked to this because of the Unsanctioned Pro heavyweight title. Champion Evercross defeated Aaron Williams uh, in an Unsanctioned Pro title number one contendership match. Cole Radrick defeated Lord Crew. So it's nice to see Cole in the contendership match. Uh, for the Midwest Territory.com title, Freddie Hudson defeated champion Yoya to become the champion. Jordan Oliver defeated Luxus Montez. Uh, for the interim hardcore title, champion Casanova Valentine defeated uh, Bobby Beverly. And then shortly thereafter, uh, Lord Crew defeated champion Casanova Valentine to become new champion. Uh, Horror Slam Day of the Undead from Taylor, Michigan. For the Horror Slam heavyweight title, Trey Miguel defeated champion Tommy Vendetta to become new champion. So he has another independent title. Let's go, Trey. Uh, down to Coastal Championship Wrestling in Wynwood Fight District from Miami, Florida. Facade defeated Will Austin and a two-way match. Danny Moe defeated Kelsey Heather and Layla Gray. For the IOCW title, Ariel Levi defeated champion Ryo to become the champion. Uh, in a non-title match, Davey Richard made his return, defeating Jackal Stevens. And then for their Coastal Heavyweight title, champion El Jefe Santos defeated Max Stardom. Uh, on, to, on to Saturday, June 19th, and Stardom. Of course, this is a great show. We had Rena defeating Lady C. So much for Lady C trying to get a victory. Uh, Momo Watanabe defeated Hina. Uh, Julia, Micah, and Suri uh, defeated uh, Fukigen Death, Konami, and Saki Kishima. Uh, then we had Mina Sirikawa, Tamakano, and Unagi Sayaka. Taking on Azumi, Sayakamatani, and Tommy Haishita to a 15-minute draw. That was a really good match, of course. And in the main event, it was Natsuka Tora, Raku, and I'll call her Darklight Kid, uh, defeating Hanan, Koguma, and Mayu Iwatani. Um, really interesting to see uh, Starlight Kid in a dark mask and actually taking on Mayu. So uh, we'll see how long that lasts in uh, stardom. Down to All-Star Wrestling Australia, a night to remember two. Uh, from New South Wales, Australia, we had Robbie Eagles defeated Johnny Starr. And for the ASWA heavyweight title, Keegan Brettle defeated champion Kingston Eclipse to become new champion. Up to Progress, Chapter 113, Warp into Monster Disco Hell <laughs> uh, from London, England. And we have Alexis Falcon defeating Giselle Shaw, uh, Man Like Therese, 
defeated TK Cooper and Dean Allmark defeated Chuck Mambo. Uh, for the Progress World title, champion Kara Noir defeated Elijah. And for the Progress Women's title, champion Kanji defeated Mercedes Blaze. Uh, pretty good show, I'm sure. I haven't checked out all of it. Uh, back here in the States, Wrestling for a Cause, the fight of for Aaron. For their prime title, champion Tommy Dean defeated Derek James. I see Tommy still winning. Uh, down to Southern Fry Championship Wrestling, Shindig 21, Monroe, Georgia. For their tag titles, uh, Sal Renaro and Sunny Days defeated champions Ben Buchanan and Bo Buchanan to become the champions. And for their heavyweight title, Michael Judas defeated champion Griff Garrison to become the champion. Damn, I'm sorry Griff, I, didn't, I was hoping you were going to hold on to that title until you got the Warrior. Maybe you had it with you. Uh, over to Hurricane Pro Wrestling. Uh, Hurricane Pro returned to Beaumont in Beaumont, Texas. Uh, for the Hurricane Pro Cruiserweight title, champion Miranda Elise defeated Lucas Riley. And a tag match, Shay Shay Chanel and Heather Monroe defeated Renee Michelle and Vipers. Uh, then to Game Changer Wrestling, an outlaw mud show from Laramie, Wyoming, and Fight TV. I don't know if you want to be in Wyoming and try and stream this. Uh, they had a little problems early on. Uh, so Jordan Oliver defeated Gringo Loco. Uh, Loco came to the ring uh, bringing in a goat, which was kind of, they were in a barn, so it was, it was you know, it, it worked. Uh, but I didn't see that in the match because, well, the stream went out. Uh, Chris Dickinson took on, to, defeated Two Cold Scorpio. That was a really good match. Uh, Jimmy Lloyd, who came in on a donkey, <laughs> defeated Allie Ketch in a bull rope match uh, the one called Manners defeated his friend Matthew Justice that was really good a little bloody but really good uh, Effie defeated Warhorse nice match between those two uh, AJ Gray defeated Orin V that was a little too bloody uh, then we had Ricky Morton in, uh, who wrestled in his 50th state so this is pretty much why they went there and he defeated Atticus Kogar in under five minutes but a roll up pin you can't you know uh at the end of the match uh atticus card tried to um spike ricky or uh, picks or whatever and joined janella made the save challenging him challenging kogar to a street fight i believe uh, at their homecoming coming up in july so that will happen and then for the gcw world title in a bunkhouse brawl match and a bloody, awesome, insanely weird match. Champion Nick Gage defeated Lance Warner. Those two went all over the place and just tore the house down. But luckily the house stayed up. It was a barn. <laughs> uh, then to Freelance Underground, back to Church Street Park Brew from Itasca, Illinois. Hope everyone is safe there. Uh, with Val Capone and Sterling Richards on commentary. So this was a nice uh, treat for me. Uh, we had Storm Grayson defeating J.J. Garrett. Dan the Dad defeated Darius Luttrell and Trevor Outlaw. Uh, Darius is from Warrior, and he's the tall guy who was security last time and carried out the clown. Uh, Kayla Cassidy defeated Blair Onyx. Uh, I consider it a minor upset there. Uh, and in a surprise match, we had Kylie Ray uh, returning and defeated one of her students, Angel Escalera. Uh, at the end of the match, she was going to speak, but Project Monix came out uh, to challenge Kylie. Uh, in October 23rd, uh, he wants to go out on his own terms. As you remember, he had to pretty much retire for health reasons. Uh, so he has one more match in him. Hopefully, uh, his doctors are not happy with that, but he is going to put on a show against Kylie Ray. I can't wait for that one. Uh, Coda Hernandez defeated Acid Jazz. For the Freelance Underground Independent Title, Champion Laney Luck defeated Billy Starks. That was a really good match there. Uh, then in a three-way tag match, August Matthews and Davey Bang the, defeated the brothers of Funstruction, Ruffo the Clown and Yabo the Clown, who Val did not like. And they also defeated Cole Radrick and Sage Phillips. This is a really cool, interesting match for all six of these guys. Uh, at the end of the match, 
um, F the Clown came out and wanted to t team up with the Brothers of Funstruction. Uh, but they picked on him. They squirted him with water with the flower and it was fine. So I like these Brothers of Funstruction now <laughs> because they picked on that clown. Yeah, I'm not saying his name. If I said it too much already, he might come down the stairs. Uh, then for the FU Heavyweight title, champion GPA defeated Calvin Tankman. Awesome show for freelance. Uh, nice to see them back. Uh, they're returning there, obviously in October, but they plan on doing more shows coming up, so stay tuned. Uh, back down to Coastal Championship Wrestling, Summer Glory 2021 from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. In a ladies' title match, champion Marina Tucker defeated Danny Moe. Uh, in the heavyweight title, champion El Jefe Santos defeated Davy Richards. So Davy got a championship match right away. <laughs> Of course he lost uh and then brian cage defeated facade that had to be very interesting he brian's must be getting uh ready for his ninja ninja mat mac right ninja uh boy the ninja guy coming up warrior wrestling on the 17th so against facade yeah so that's a practice match uh up to black wrestlers matter uh, number two from des moines iowa uh, Jocelyn Navarro defeated Willow Nightingale, and for the vacant uh, Black uh, Wrestlers Matter, Jossie defeated JDX to become champion. Uh, still down over to Future Stars of Wrestling Anniversary 2021, uh, Night 2. Uh, for the No Limits title, champion Ice Williams defeated Danny Limelight. A really good match there. Uh, for their tag titles, uh, cut the Cutthroat Cody and Jacob Austin Young, who are champions, defeated Fresco and Watson. That was okay. Uh, Matt Vandergriff defeated TJP. That was an awesome match between those two. And then in the main event for the heavyweight title in a three-way match, champion Hammerstone defeated EC3 and Juicy for now. Uh, of course, Hammerstone picked Juicy. Nice match. Nice show. Uh, glad to see them back in action. Uh, and then CMLL uh, put on a show on YouTube. Uh, so it was El Cotaro, Forestoro, and Sanson defeating Mystical, Galador Jr., and Christico. That was a fun match. Go check that out if you can. Finally, on to June 20th, Hans Dardum, final show of the week. Uh, we had Konami defeat Uraka. Tam McConnell defeated Fuki Gen Death kind of quickly, so I was a little surprised with that. Uh, Momo Watanabe and Sayaka Kamatani defeated Mina Sirikawa and Unagi Sayaka. Uh, Mina and Unagi were not getting along at the end of the match, so if there's a split up, that's a little weird since they are six women champions. Uh, then we had Koguma, Koguma and Mayu Iwatani defeated Azumi and Utami Hashita. That's pretty interesting there. Uh, I believe it was Mayu uh, pinning Utami. So she might get a championship match out of that. And in the main event was Natsuka Tora, Saki Kashima, and Darklight Kid defeating uh, Micah, Siri, and Lady C, who filled in for Don and Demondo. And of course she got the pin. She, she lost. So she took the pin. Ooh, what else is new? Uh, Noah kept on putting on their... Uh, YouTube shows uh, from the dojo, so check that out if you wish. Uh, Pro Wrestling Diana put on a show on YouTube. Uh, no need to get into those. Uh, DDT King of DDT 2021 second round. Uh, no matches there, but we got we had uh, DDT Iron Man Heavy Metal title delayed entry battle royal, and Yukio Sakaguchi won that. So then, of course, later on, we go Sakaguchi. They say they won that, but really, Sinya Oki had the championship because he lost it later on to Kazuki Hirata. And then I guess the battle royal took place after that. So I believe Yukio Sakaguchi is your champion for DDT Iron Man Heavy Metal Championship. Of course, my favorite championship, and I did not study up on that. Sorry. Uh, then later on, they had second round matches. Nothing bad. 
back here in the States, we had Beyond Wrestling and Women's Wrestling Revolution joint show to wrestle, shoot, straight, and speak the truth. Uh, Megan Bain defeated Riley Shepard. Uh, you might have seen Megan on AEW Dark. Uh, Kennedy Copeland defeated Alicia Edwards by DQ. Or Alicia just didn't give a care and she started hitting her with a kendo stick and chair and it's weird. Uh, Ashley Vox and Dummy Exo defeated uh, Armani Kayas and Paris Van Dale. Willow Nightingale defeated Masa Slamovich. Really good match there. And Trisha Dora defeated Divine. Uh, and then, of course, Mega Man at the end of that came out to challenge Trisha Dorp, who was champion. Uh, I forgot where she champion at, but yeah. So there's gonna, they'll have a match soon. Uh, new Texas Pro Wrestling, uh, Texas Pro Two Colors 2 for the women's title. Champion Roxy defeated Danny B and Rochelle Rose. And for the New Texas Pro title, Champion Mysterious Q defeated Great Scott and Jake Something. Sorry, Jake. IWA Mid-South, uh, Who's Your Daddy from Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, in the women's title, champion Jesse Bell Smothers defeated Jody Threat, Lilith Grimm, and Thunder Kitty. And in an Extreme Rules match, Jake Chris defeated Super Crazy, of all people. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, June 22nd, uh, Wave, Catch the Wave, had block matches. Uh, so I'm going to get into that. Tokyo Pro, that's JP21. Uh, that's the English match. So we had Yuki Kamafuku defeated Moko Miyamoto. Uh, New Japan uh, Day 6 took place where they had the Never Open White Six Man titles on the line. So Goto, Ishii, and Yoshihashi uh, retain. Uh, CML uh, put on a Martyrs to Glamour show where. Uh, Vienno third, Santico and Flino Jr. with Mephisto defeated Argus, Atlantis Jr., Christico, and Joker. Uh, and then they also had another show where Blue Panther Jr., Dark Panther, and Felino defeated uh, uh, Barrio Cavernario, Gran Guerrero, and Ultimo Guerrero, two falls to one. So at least they all back in action more. To Wednesday, June 23rd, uh, New Japan Kanzuna Road, Day 7. Uh, this is where the IWGP Junior Heavyweight titles change place. So, Phantasm and Ishimori are unique title holders there. Gatamu Chaka Pro 127. Uh, they have their own one of a kind tag league. So, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, back here in the States, we heard Paradigm Pro Wrestling, UWFI Rules Super Middleweight Grand Prix, Round 1. From Jeffersonville, Indiana. Uh, Cole Radrick defeated Victor Analog. Robert Martyr defeated Donnie Janella. Lexus Montez defeated Russ Myers. And Brandon Williams defeated Travis Huckabee, uh, just to name a few. Uh, to Thursday, June 24th, uh, Tokyo Shapiro, that's JPW22. Nutaka Tenma and Shoko Nakajima defeated Rika Tatsumi and Suzumi. Maybe a fun match there. To Ohio Valley Wrestling TV 1141. For the Southern Tag Title, uh, Brandon Tate and Brent Tate defeated uh, Adam Swazi and Rex. And the one contendership for the women, Danny Moe defeated Ari Alexander and Dream Girl Ellie. So Danny keeps on winning and losing, but still nice to have her back in matches. Uh, IWA Mid South, Tag Your It from Jeffersonville, Indiana. For their tag titles, uh, Dale Patrick and Kevin Giza defeated champions Corey Storm and Jay Christ to become the champions. And for the world title in a ladder match, Logan James defeated champion Tyler Matrix to become the champion. Uh, there was Enjoyed Can Heat Season 2, Episode 2 on YouTube with Fata Scott and that Bokini guy. Uh, so we had Eel O'Neill and Jordan Blade defeat uh, Janai Kai and Yoya in an Enjoy Cup title match. Mr. Grimm defeated champion Lee Moriarty to become new champion. We can't win a match lately. I don't know what's going on. Then there was a Combat Fights Unlimited Shoot the Thrill. Uh, this was pretty much an MMA show with wrestlers. 
So we had a uh, first round was Master Slamovich defeating Notorious Mimi in round one. Uh, Janai Kai defeated Ray Lin in round two. Uh, semi-final match was Master Slamovich defeating Kenny Copeland in round two. And Janai Kai defeating Jordan Blade in round three. And then in the finals, it was Janai Kai defeating Master Slamovich in round five. Uh, that had to be a pretty interesting show. To Friday, June 25th. New Japan Strong, number 46. Uh, Fred Yehai and Wheeler Yuta teamed again, defeating Kevin Knight and the T DKC. Uh, good match there. Clark Carners defeated Rocky Romero. That, I would have to say, is a major upset with him winning. And for the strong openweight title, champion Tom Lawler uh, defeated Carl Fredericks in a really good match where, of course, Tom tried to shake his hand, and then they beat him down. What else did you write there? To Laredo Pro Susan Summer Tour Day One from Rome, Georgia. Uh, you could have watched this on Ziggy Dice's Twitch channel from far away. So if you want to watch it, go right ahead. For the tag team title, uh, champions Rude Boy and Zero defeated Air Paris and Laser, as well as Francisco Cisco and the Brooklyn Outlaw Donovan. Uh, Ziggy Dice defeated the Laredo Man. Doc Gallows defeated Simon Sermon in a street fight. Uh, for the KLT title, champion Zach Mosley defeated uh, Levy Villans, uh, who was No Way Jose, who came out to No Way Jose music. So, really, okay. And main event was Carl Anderson taking on Rick Swan, and that went to a no, con no contest. Uh, CMLL had their Tornillo Incredible uh, final. Uh, match where Templario and Valdor Jr. defeated Carisico and Virus, two falls to one. So check that out if you can, when you can. And on to Saturday, June 26th, earlier today, Tokyo Pro Stand Proud 2021, where we have Maki Ito and the Duck at Tenma defeat Kaya Torobami and Miru Nimi. Uh, Rika Tatsumi defeated Rushu Endo and Yuki Kamufuku. Moko Miyamoto and Shoka Nakajima defeated Miyu Watanabe and Yuki Arai. Uh, Yuki's, um, she's that singer, but she's really doing very well, even though she keeps losing. But she's still putting on great matches. Uh, Pam Harajuku, Raku, and Yuki Aino defeated uh, Hironeko, Hikari Noah, and Suzumi. Uh, since Raku uh, pinned Hikari Noah here, uh, she wants a title match against Hikari. So, a teammate's going for title again. Uh, Mizuki and Yuka Sakazaki with Mariko Kobashi defeated Hyper Masao, Mihiro Kiru, and Nai Kakuda. Uh, really good match there. And then for the Princess a Princess title, champion Mayu Yamashita defeated Saki Sama. Uh, no theatrics there a lot, so uh, Mayu won convincingly. Nice to see. Uh, then All Japan Pro Wrestling Champions Night from the land of the Triple Crown Unification Fight to the 50th anniversary. A couple of title changes. So we had a six-man title. Uh, Hakuda Omari, Tajiri, and Yusuke Kodama defeated champions Black Pensario, Carbel Ito, and Takio Omori to become the champions. Uh, Eight-man tag, Sima, Elendeman, Ishii. Onitsuka and T-Hawk defeated Zanagi, Sugihiro Iri, Utamaro, and Zeus. Uh, and their junior heavyweight title, Akira Francesco defeated Koji Iwamoto. And then for the Triple Crown title, um, Drake Lee defeated Kento Miyaharo and Uma Ayagi to become champion. Nice to see there. Uh, before I go, uh, referee Jeremy from Warrior Wrestling and Freelance and all those other local Chicago Indies put out a tweet to Jonathan Hood to join, uh, to come to Warrior Wrestling on July 17th. And I second that motion. Jonathan Hood should attend a Warrior Wrestling show. So get out there, retweet that, find it on their Warrior page or Jeremy's page. Retweet it and see if uh, Jonathan Hood, a real personality here from Chicago, will show up to Warrior Wrestling. I like to see that. Uh, so that's a wrap for me. Till next time, where I recap more indie shows, which there are a lot of this weekend. 
not that I'm watching a lot of them because they're all from ICW and any news from around the Western world. Uh, for anyone in the Chicago area, uh, today is Saturday, 26, and it is storming like crazy. A lot of tornado warnings. Hope everyone is staying safe, especially you in Chicago Heights. As I just saw, there was a tornado warning around there. Hopefully everyone is all right. Don't forget to check out those Twitch streams and YouTube channels for more wrestling action. You know where to find those Twitch streams. I'm around there sometimes when my internet's working. Uh, thank you for watching or listening. Hope you enjoyed the cut. Keep extra safe. Take care and be kind, everyone. Back All right. Thank you, Charlie. So let's get right into the next segment here, which uh, this week is more of a speculation than kind of playing playing armchair booker like I normally do. But uh, yeah, it's still uh, still the same same segment as it always is. And it's the fantasy booker. Right, so like I said, this, this is more speculation this time than me playing armchair promoter here. Warrior Wrestling has been putting out some uh, some posts, you know, hyping up their their Stadium Series show coming up on July the seventeenth. the The full card has pretty much been announced. It is stacked as always. There's only one match that has not been announced yet, and it is going to be coming this week. And it is, uh, you know, the announcement will be who the opponent is for Davy Richards. And they put out a post last night during Dynamite, and, and I swear they're they're trying to mess with me. They they are. I, I'm going to be talking to Steve here in, in a couple of weeks about the show, and I'm going to ask him. I'm like, are you guys trying to to trying to kill me with this? Because you know they they put out the the uh, the match card, you know, at basically advertising each match on the card so far. When they get to Davy Richards one, they're saying that it says it's a first time ever matchup. And they're saying, you know, this match is going to be purely, in all caps, P-U-R-E, awesome. Now, everybody knows that the pure style from Ring of Honor is my absolute favorite style of wrestling. Everybody knows that my favorite just straight-up wrestler in the world is somebody who's been at Warrior Wrestling a few times. To my knowledge, has not wrestled Davey Richards. I could be wrong. I could be way off on this, but... You know, if the match has happened before, I haven't seen it or anything like that. But uh, I, I, my guess, my hope, my my prayer, my dream, Davy Richards versus Jonathan Gresham. That would instantly just that match being booked. It's match of the week for that week. Sorry, sorry for the spoiler, but that's that's it. If that is the match, that is the match of the week, guaranteed. And it would just be. It would be a classic. I mean, that would be a match to show generations of wrestlers to come. Like, this is how you wrestle with those two guys in there. But, uh, you know, with with the hint being dropped last night saying it will be purely awesome, I'm guessing it's going to be, you know, announced as a pure match. Um, for the pure championship, I don't know. I, I don't think a, a Ring of Honor title has ever been defended at a Warrior Wrestling show. But, uh, you know, for it to ju- to be a pure wrestling match, who who's better to put in a match like that than the pure champion, Jonathan Gresham? So that that's my fantasy booker for this week. That's that's my speculation is that, uh, you know, could we see Davey Richards versus Jonathan Gresham coming up at Warrior Wrestling on July the 17th? I, I would absolutely absolutely go through the roof for that one. And the fact that I would, you know, be sitting there on the call for that one. Uh, uh, you know, when we do our live broadcast from Warrior on the 17th, it would be, I would for me, that would be a dream come true. That is a dream match for me. So, uh, you know, got to wait and see. The announcement's coming on July 1st. Like I said, I'm going to be having Steve Tortorello on the show again coming up here pretty soon to go through the uh, the card for July 17th. By that time, we'll know who it is. And, uh yeah, so I can I can hope. So that's my that's my pick. So let me get into the last segment of the show here, uh, where I kind of talk about some unpopular opinions, but this time it's more about uh, some some more rumors that are flying around, and I'm talking about the weekly hot take. All right, some rumors for SummerSlam that have been flying around. These are basically like the four 
main event matches, I guess you could say. Um, I already touched on one of them. Edge versus Rollins, you know, is the, the rumored match coming up for SummerSlam. That's why I say look for Rollins to get involved in that uh, that Universal title match at Money in the Bank in some form or fashion to start up that rivalry with Edge going into SummerSlam. Uh, another one is Roman Reigns versus John Cena for the Universal Championship. And th- this is kind of fueled by John Cena recently saying he's not done in WWE, uh, but not really saying when or where he'd be coming back, just that he will be coming back. So, of course, that's just adding adding fuel to that fire. So Roman versus John Cena. Uh, another one talked earlier about Brock Lesnar supposedly in talks with WWE to come back. And... Uh, you know, the match that's being speculated there is the long-awaited Lesnar versus Lashley for the WWE Championship. And this is a match that a lot of people want to see. It's a match that I want to see if they let these guys go out there and do their thing. You know, I don't want to see Brock Lesnar dominate Bobby Lashley. I don't want to see 5,000 German suplexes, 18 F5s, and a pin inside of five minutes by Brock Lesnar. I want to see a straight-up fight between these two guys. They both have MMA backgrounds. They both have amateur wrestling backgrounds. Let these two guys go out there and put on a match because it would be... It would be a hell of a match. I've said for a long time, you know, I I have nothing against Brock Lesnar. It's the way he's booked that I have a problem with. I'm tired of him being so one-dimensional when everybody knows what kind of stuff he's capable of. Go back and watch some of his matches from 2002, and you'll see what kind of matches he can put on. Look at the match he had with Finn Balor, you know, at the Royal Rumble a couple of years ago. You'll see what kind of match he can put on even with a guy that much smaller than him and Finn Balor. And him and Lashley match up so damn well, it would just be, that would be an insane match. So I'm hoping there's truth to that, and I'm hoping they let them go out there and put on a match. And then the uh, the fourth main event level match that's being speculated is Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch. Now, Becky Lynch, you know, recently has been back at the Performance Center, supposedly <clears throat> supposedly she's been backstage at Raw and SmackDown. Um but you know hasn't uh, hasn't made any appearances on camera yet so maybe we see her appear at money in the bank maybe you know could money in the bank is kind of the event where uh, where becky uh not lost the championship but had to give it up when she stepped away to uh, to become a mother so could we see becky maybe as a surprise entrant in the uh the money in the bank match and, and you know win that briefcase back that she gave to asuka uh you know previously and you know, use that to try to get her championship back. There's a lot, a lot of ways that that could go, but uh, Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch, another one that's being speculated, and another one I would personally love to see. So uh, that is going to wrap things up for this week. Uh, we will not have a show next week. We're taking the week off for the 4th of July. Hope everybody enjoys their holidays. Stay safe. Don't blow any fingers off or anything. But, uh, yeah, we are going to take the week off, take a little bit of a break for the holiday, but we will be back the following week with our regularly scheduled whatever you want to call this (laughs) but uh yeah so uh like i said hope everybody has a great week have a great holiday next week enjoy all the great wrestling coming up and i will talk to you guys soon